Hey everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Joey. And I'm Jeremy. And this week we're talking about an album that I picked out hot off the heels of our uh, year-end review episode last week. Uh, we're talking about Nansamond by Nathan Bowles. I, yeah. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly because it actually <laughs> is the name of a Native American, like a federally recognized Native American tribe in Virginia. So, like, sorry. If, if we mispronounce it, no one will know because nobody listens. But it, yeah. if someone does listen, let us know. Let us know if we did it right or wrong and we'll correct it somehow. Yeah, I don't know how we... I guess we could, like, go back and dub it. We re-release this episode and every yeah. time we say it, we just, like, poorly <laughs> chop in the, the correct... <laughs> No, the trick is that we're never going to say it again, so we only have to edit it to once. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. uh, you, you mentioned last week we did uh, the year in review. I just want to plug ourselves, I guess. Go go listen to that episode if you're into top five lists. We had a good time recording it. There were a lot of good albums last year. And since then, I've listened to one. <laughs> I think one album that Joey put on his list. I'm bad at this. But yeah. uh, and found it really, really interesting and entertaining, which was which? Uh, the Panopticon album. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were like Panopticon's crazy. Whoa. Yeah, they're, something. They're, they're dank. I think yeah. is the word that I use. But, uh, but yeah, oh. so go go check out that episode, and maybe you'll find some of our recommendations dank as well. <laughs> yeah, I like that Spirit Box album. So go check that out too. Yeah, people, yeah, do it all. Do it all. Yeah. That's what we're here for. We're here for discovering music that we otherwise would not have discovered. And what better way than than with this album? Yeah. And someone who had, so what? What was your background with this album? Did you have you heard this album before? I've heard it one time, and I just I don't know. Like I was kind of just listening to some. I think it was actually I was listening to Panopticon, and it kind of got me into like some actual bluegrass. Is kind of mm-hmm. where I went from that, and then this I guess just got recommended, and I was out raking leaves in my yard, and <laughs> hell yeah, this just like started this just came on like i think it was jonah like shit uh, yeah track three i think it came on and i was just like eh, i'll start this album from the beginning and i just kind of like i didn't fully pay attention to it or anything but i just listened to it throughout um, yeah. while i was raking leaves so figured well, we'd do cool. it cool this is a, i actually mentioned a very similar concept to to raking leaves <laughs> at some point in my notes so that, that makes perfect sense to me but we're gonna get into it because we're not we're not, we're we're a podcast that prides ourselves on being succinct. We're not some sleepy lake bike club that just you know lists along. We're we're plowing through this year in 2022. Hell yeah! And that's why we're starting off talking about track number one, Sleepy Lake Bike Club. Which like before we even start, is it is it a bike club located in a place called Sleepy Lake, or is it a sleepy? like lake bike club like you're riding bikes that those bikes that you ride on top of water that have like the weird whirly pedals that you can... are those called bikes i don't know i don't know what they would be called they look like bikes yeah i don't know i don't do that yeah well okay i guess it depends on where not like a swan boat like a pedal boat yeah, not like one of those the kind of thing that i was thinking of was they make like boat. bikes that have like these big hollow they almost look like pontoon type wheels that you can ride on top of water interesting i imagined it was the sleepy lake bike club that, that's what Not i thought a sleepy too lake bike club because <laughs> who the fuck has a lake bike club <laughs> really weird people who are so uh, sleepy but yeah okay we can we can start what's what's your initial thoughts on yeah this album, so Jeremy? this this starts off with some like really deep south bluesy 
sliding like banjo guitar. I'm assuming it's all banjo, but it also kind of had some like guitar feel to it just from like the slide sliding of it felt kind of like a slide guitar. Uh, I'm not well versed in banjo music. <laughs> uh, and I know you are, you're a big fan of, of banjo. You have a banjo. I do and you play it fairly well from what hey, I've heard. What? Well, thank you. I mean, but, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. So like, I don't, I don't know. It, it starts with this deep South bluesy thing that, that I was kind of into. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. It's, it's bluegrass. I'm a fan of bluegrass music, but I never like emphasize more on the instrumental side, I guess of it as as so far as this album does um but the song picks up it's got this banjo that the the thing that i like about the banjo playing on this album is that it kind of goes at a brisk walking pace (laughs) is what i've used to describe it it's not like too fast it's not blistering like shredding on the banjo like dueling banjos or anything it's it just kind of like it has a nice pace to it it's not too fast it's not too slow but my big complaint with this album and and it's in this song specifically as well is that i i feel like after like four or five minutes (laughs) it's enough i i feel like i i want more instruments or or vocals or something to add some depth to it because it kind of like it it feels stagnant to me just listening to the same banjo kind of doing some because to me a lot of this just sounds samey yeah i guess where the banjo doesn't really deviate a whole lot it just sounds like like banjo music which is great for like some good like ambient background music but for an album for like listening to it song by song it, it kind of like it, it got old quick for me i think so i'm gonna go ahead and agree with you there um it does it kind of go i mean yeah this opening song is eight minutes and 47 seconds and that's yeah. not an uncommon thing on this album which is only seven songs long like <laughs> there's some long fucking songs on this album and it is like he does i mean he keeps a nice steady not it's not a flashy pace whenever he's like doing the picking or anything and it does like i think there's some slide guitar going on behind the banjo and there's also some kind of droning behind all of it that yeah i don't so it kind of felt like a harmonica yeah, like I didn't quite know what it was. I likened it to bagpipes, even though I know it's not a bagpipe. It just like filled awesome. that void. Yeah, bluegrass <laughs> bagpipes. We should make that a band, dude. We should. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we're checking that one. We're writing. I'm writing that down on my imaginary notepad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so one thing that I actually found out about Nathan Bowles is he's actually in several other bands. Mm-hmm. And this, after looking into this, it kind of something clicked about it so he's he's in another band called the black twig pickers and they're like the i think i guess they're all like out of north carolina virginia the kind of an appalachian area Mm -hmm. and that kind of informs a lot of their folksy like kind of bluegrassy type sound here and you can hear that a lot on here but then he's also and has been in for much longer a drone music band called uh, Pelt. And that is kind of where it clicked with me, where I was like, I I get it. I totally (laughs) get this. Because it was, I mean, you can kind of hear like a background droning noise Mm -hmm. behind some of it, where it's like kind of this almost ethereal thing that's just, it's like an ever-present noise in the background. And that's what I think why I like into bagpipes, because you always hear that one steady droning behind the melody which 
it also works for me with banjo because there's like whenever you're picking a banjo i mean you're kind of picking out a steady background and but then also putting in a melody over top of it so you have your fingers moving while you're just doing some finger picking that's like kind of creating the background sound but then you're also over top of it adding a melody but it, it kind of just all clicked to me but i do definitely agree that it not much changes throughout this eight minute and 47 second song like there's five <laughs> yeah. minutes of about the same kind of bluegrass picked banjo part and then at about that five minute mark it kind of slows down and comes to a more mysterious sound where the drone comes back in and the banjo kind of it has I, 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 the tune changes and then like a fiddle comes in right towards the end so it doesn't really change up all that much throughout that almost nine minute long song yeah it's it's a little long-winded for me but again i think it's fine for like background music which i don't know what his intention was for this but for me i just i don't know the banjo going on and on and on and on and on it was a bit long-winded yeah yeah it it made me want to like light a fire and just sit by it for a while but then i I got i get really tired of the fire and i'm like how do i put this fire out so just like stick my head into the fire and start swallowing smoke. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a smoke swallower at that point. That was a wild, a wild segue for track number two, the smoke swallower. I feel like we could have gotten here in any number of different directions, but that's the one you you chose. This one, uh, it starts in, in kind of a darker place. This this track, I think, in retrospect, stands out a lot more than any other track because it, it it's kind of darker it's got some kind of plinky piano keys and, and dark percussion and even it sounds like the there's like a soft distorted guitar or maybe it's just like some synth or something that he has going on but the, the song is like old and creaky and thick in my mind like i'm just kind of like trudging through a swamp with like rotting abandoned shacks kind of around me which is kind of a, a fun vivid imagery yeah. thing, but that's the way that the, the sound kind of comes in for me. And then towards the end, there's like some oscillating machinery noise that kind of grows, but I'm not really sure what, what that is. I couldn't really place it. I took it to be at like an old train station, but I, I, I'm not entirely confident with that. That's just kind of what came out. Um, I did also hear like a slight jingling of sleigh bells throughout it as some ambient noise. But I think it is a distorted guitar that's in the background mm-hmm. because it just, I mean, because there's also a distorted guitar at a, at another point in the album. So that kind of makes me think of it. But even before then, it kind of gave me like a, a Santana vibe, not like, yeah. but like, I mean, Santana is his, his own deal, but it kind of in that, I guess, jam type of way where it's just like, somebody's just kind of playing some stuff. Like they're, they're really feeling it. And it's just like, it's kind of just there as an extension of somebody. It's almost like somebody just walked into the room was like, this could use some guitar because they were just really feeling it. And they just started playing something that was not planned is that that's kind of how it took me. Yeah. I I like that concept because I I feel like that I kind of got to that point towards the end of this album where I was like, okay, this is like the fact that not a lot is changing and it, it gets kind of long-winded to me reminds me of, of how i kind of just jam sometimes and if i'm i'm playing guitar while doing something else i'll i'll find a lick that i like and i'll just kind of like repeat it over and over again part of that's practicing but like a lot of times it just like it feels right or if i have like a backing track that i've made 
and I'm kind of playing over it. A lot of times I'll kind of hang around the same area for an extended period of time. (laughs) So maybe that was kind of just the way that this came to be. And it wasn't necessarily intended to be quote unquote songs, I suppose. And more just kind of like an album of, of someone just kind of, kind of having fun making music. Yeah. And to its credit, it does sound like he's having fun. It probably also, I'm getting that because, I've also watched several videos of him performing live and it seems like he just really enjoys it. So that's good. It's important to enjoy what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Not like Jonah and poor Liza Jane never (laughs) enjoy anything that they're doing. Good old Jonah, our good friend Jonah and his, his fiance Liza Jane. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Fiance. I don't know what the correlation is. Track number three, Jonah slash poor Liza Jane is the only track on well it's not the only track it's the first track on this album to have vocals and i i'm just gonna just go ahead and skip there and say i couldn't really understand a lot of it there weren't lyrics that i could find online but just do the do the mixing and and the sound of his voice i couldn't really make out a whole lot of what was going on in the song yeah he's got a really gruff voice i should have word for word written it out um but he's pretty much just telling the story of jonah like the biblical story of Jonah, who's tasked by God to go to. I it starts with an N. I don't remember the the city where sure. all these fucking heathens were that God Nansamon. told. Nan, yeah, no, Nansamon. <laughs> the Native Americans in in the Middle East <laughs> Look, back whenever Jonah Native was, American Bible. I'm yeah, sure it exists, right? Yeah, I'm sure it does somewhere. Uh, but yeah, he's tasked to go there, and he's like, Shit, I don't, I don't think I can handle this man. So he kind of just runs away. And that's how he ends up at sea and he's, he's like swallowed by the whale and he's found by people. And he's like, shit, all this is happening because of me, because I turned away from my duties to God. And that's like his lesson. And then he ends up going and, and preaching to the place. But that it's, it's, sense. it's just tell that it's just telling his story in, in a very kind of roundabout and theatrical way. Like I like his singing on here cause he's got a really gruff voice, but after I mean, with the song being seven minutes and 11 seconds, like it does kind of just like, like we said in the first song, I, I feel like it's kind of like, okay, yeah, we'll I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I do. I do like his voice. It suits the music very well. It has those, those kind of deep South swampy vibes for me that I think I, I, I do think fits, but yeah, I agree that that is my biggest complaint throughout this whole album is that a lot of times the songs are very long winded and unnecessarily long, I suppose. I will say that, uh, I mean, the lyrics, I guess, aren't necessarily happy or anything, but the music itself, and I think this is something that I like about banjo and just bluegrass in general, is that no matter what the lyrics are, um, the music, something specifically about like banjos and fiddles together, mm-hmm. it's, it's no matter, uplifting. yeah, it's uplifting is the exact word I was going to use, <laughs> so that's awesome. It's like, I, there's all this mystique especially around fiddles where it's like the devil, like the devil, do you have a, you have a fiddle playing competition thing with the devil? Like the devil went down to George, all that shit. Is is there any context for the devil playing fiddle outside of that song? Dude. Um, I mean, I think it's just, you're supposed to like, uh, I think it's just a general music battle, but yeah, I think, I mean, maybe, maybe there's some Southern shit that I don't just know because yeah. I'm a, I'm a fucking Northerner or whatever. And I mean, I guess I don't know. Are we? 
Uh, we're like in the middle. We're just we're fucking we're, nobody. We're Midwesterners. We're absolutely nobody in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> exactly. So <we're> not... <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know. It might be, but like there's the whole Robert Jonathan sold his soul to the devil for yeah. everything. But that's but about he, he didn't Mike's... duel him. He didn't have a guitar duel. Maybe he did. I wasn't there. You're I wasn't right, at the right. crossroads. I should, I, should, I should fact check. Let me let me just drive on down to Chuck a Tuck and, <laughs> and figure out what what happened down there at the crossroads. Well, you're probably I went not going to the crossroads. You're probably not going to find shit in Chuck a Tuck because that's not. But I, you know what? You will find in Chuck a Tuck track four. Chuck a Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed, I will find that track in Chuck a Tuck. This one, uh, I I really like the intro to this. The way he plays the banjo, it kind of almost hits like an Eastern Asian vibe yeah. with some of the, the, the bins and all of like quite empty space between notes and stuff. It's a very, very vibey feel that I like. And then the banjo kind of kicks up and the song kicks in and it, it, it has that kind of bright, happy, uplifting feeling. Like you mentioned, it's still, still not like shredding or anything, just kind of the, that good walking pace that, that I mentioned. Uh, but yeah, th- this is where I, I called out the, the autumn feels because there's some like ambient noise of someone walking through the woods that at least to me, that's what it was. They're like walking through the wood woods through like piles of like fallen leaves and stuff, giving this kind of autumn feel, or perhaps they were raking leaves in, in the autumn. Maybe it was me. And like, we're in some sort of paradox and somehow oh, yeah. I, I was recorded in the future from when this album was made. And that's me raking those leaves on this. Is, is that what happened, Joey? I don't know, dude. I feel like I got like whenever I got really sick and that's why we had to like the thing that started. Yeah. I I think me raking leaves when I already wasn't feeling good in the cold and wet is the reason why I got so like extra sick. (laughs) So I'm I'm just going to blame that. I don't know what was going on at that time, but yeah, this, this track does have some more, a more noticeable progression to it. I think than prior tracks because the song kind of like ends and then it restarts itself and it has the this electric guitar noodling kind of that, that comes in over the banjo, which was an un- unexpected deviation from the album uh, thus far. And I, I think that guitar is the kind of needed depth that I kind of wanted in the first track and, and just something like a lead melody to kind of like pull the focus and, and to guide us somewhere. Yeah, like just something to break it up. And it also helps that this this track, I mean, Jonah and Poor Liza Jane was seven minutes and 11 seconds. This one's like yeah. five and a half minutes, which sounds long. But when you're up against tracks <laughs> that are seven, eight minutes plus, it's even having a track that's five and a half minutes and also having stuff to break it up helps. Yeah, for but, sure. But yeah, it's it's just par for the course on this Shit, I don't know, dude, how to fucking J.H. for MP. What, what's that? Like, so J.H. is John Henry. Yes, that much but, I got. But I don't know what MP is. What is Me MP, either. MP, that's like a Britain parliament or something. Isn't that a metro a police? Metro police. Maybe that's what uh, yeah, it is. I don't know. Track number five is J.H. for MP, to be clear. Uh, yeah. I, I do not know what jh for mp stands for jh john henry makes sense because he that's that's about the only thing i can understand in this song as well the lyrics i, I couldn't find and i couldn't really understand what else was being said it doesn't it's not that he sounds like he's saying gibberish like i can clearly tell he's saying words <laughs> and i just cannot for the life of me form coherent 
sentences or thoughts out of any of it. It's like you're having a stroke and you're yeah. you're, you're having like Broca's <laughs> aphasia except in reverse where you're hearing things and you're just like, these sounds make no sense, but I know yeah. it's English. Exactly. It is exactly that. But yeah, this this, this is hootenanny music. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the most like upbeat. There, there's some, some fiddling. There's some like communal howling and stuff. Just This is a hootenanny song. Dude, I fucking this is this is the type of shit that I love. Where it's just like, it's just some good old like folk bluegrass like Appalachian music, and it's this song. It's kind of like a reimagining smash up of uh, this old hammer and like the tr- I guess traditional like John Henry folk songs, where um, I don't know th- the music is pretty much what you would expect and i think it's done really well this song's three minutes long so i'm 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 here for it keep you can just keep doing the fiddle and banjo throughout the three minutes that's cool with me i'm fine you don't need to change it up that much or anything but uh yeah i agree i mean the song is short and because it has the fiddle and it it has such a different vibe it it didn't perturb me that it that it was kind of samey i guess in the same way that the longer songs do yeah, and it was it was more upbeat. There's a lot of slowness, which yeah. I definitely like slowness. But then whenever you're having the same thing for ten nine, minutes. yeah, for ten minutes, it's like, okay, I, I get it. Which is weird coming from a person who likes house. I actually like drone music. I like yeah. a lot of ambient music, but it's, it, I don't know. It, whenever it feels, I he- it feels weird with a with a banjo. Yeah, exactly. Whenever I hear a banjo, I think of something that's engaging. I don't think of something that is going to kind of take me away or like is going to be strictly background music. I don't think mm-hmm. of that. I think of something that I'm going to be engaged with. But yeah, this song is just about kind of the folk legend of John Henry, the man who used two hammers to uh, tunnel faster than a steam drill and then died of exhaustion afterwards which was kind of a folk hero because um you know back in the day back in the 1800s they just made a bunch of i i guess ex-slaves could you call them ex-slaves because they were just kind of being african-americans being forced to um dig tunnels and like destroy land and make it fit for railroads and kind of just work to the bone and he was like this larger than life character who could beat the machinery that was about to put them all out of work what yeah. little work they had and he was just like nah fuck you guys I'm, I'm making this tunnel and you can't machines cannot stop me and then but yeah it was just talking about the hammer was the death of John Henry but it won't be the death of me kind of like an inspirational upbeat old folk song good for you Nathan Bowles I, I hope you don't die in similar conditions to John Henry. <laughs> I really hope so I don't know why he would be out there fucking making <laughs> yeah I hope nobody has to experience that kind of death <laughs> oh, man yeah it's at least you know if you experience that kind of death we'll be uh fixing up some gold pouring one out for you some golden floaters and we'll 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 get rid of any hog jank that might be around <laughs> <laughs> this is a flirt. horrible episode for segways. <laughs> yeah, I how how do we <laughs> track number six is golden floaters slash hog jank, <laughs> which is just a just a ridiculous series of words. I think in in any context. Yeah, but you know it's cool. It starts off with the slow banjo part again. Like there's not really much to add here. It's it's a slow chill 
banjo part for about the first half. First half, mind you, the song is 10 minutes it's long. Five minutes, yeah. It's, it's so, 9 minutes, 55 seconds long, so like half of the song is a substantial amount of time. Yeah, half of the song is the amount of a normal long song. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, the tempo doesn't really pick up too much or anything. Half Halfway through the song, it starts to change up and melody get a little bit brighter. And even then, the tempo doesn't really pick... It doesn't start to get faster. Yeah. It like... It just kind of changes. It may, it's a little bit brighter. And then around seven minutes, I guess, is whenever the hog jank starts. Because <laughs> there's like this really plucky banjo that... Like all the other music's kind of gone. And this plucky banjo is just kind of being like bent. And it's like... Pling, yeah, it sounds and, like he, like a string breaks or something. And then from yeah. that point on, there's just kind of like... Like it's a very plinky banjo yeah. kind of fumbling around. <laughs> It sounds like you took a metal bar and stuck it underneath the strings and it had like this, because I've done that before with like a pencil or something when I'm playing like yeah. acoustic guitar and it just gives this weird sound, but it sounds like he did that and was just kind of like, yep. And then, then there's like, it sounds like there's a faucet or some shit in the background yeah. and then this crunchy bit crushed sounding other banjo comes in <laughs> yeah. and just kind of rides out the rest of the song which is super cool i like the sound yeah. of it i think it fits well and it's a good deviation it kind of like the way that banjo the the distortion banjo kind of comes in kind of gave me vibes that it was coming from like a tv yeah because like i mean i guess the the running water noise was already kind of putting me in this kind of cabin setting and like the tv is kind of coming into focus and, and this banjo is coming on and then playing out whatever's going on on MTV or whatever, whatever they're watching. And then it kind of just goes off the rails and it repeats kind of a simple phrase over and over again and then fade, fades out the way it came in. Yeah, I definitely like wish that maybe they cut the first half in half and then yeah. brought it in because then it would be enough variation throughout. It could even be like a six and a half minute song. I think there'd be enough variation if you just cut off maybe three minutes of the yeah. first part. And kind of, but I mean, I'm not the guy who's putting the, song, the music yeah, out, yeah. so we're not we're not telling you how to. I mean, we are telling you how to yeah. how to make it better, but you but, can't really you can't make art better, right? Yeah, theoretically, yeah. Just just do you do what you feel you got to do, and you got to you got to go back to Sleepy Lake where you have your bike club and just kind of vibe out on a tire swing, perhaps. Yeah, that that old Sleepy Lake tire swing, man, <laughs> bringing you straight to track seven. Yeah, the final track. Yeah, the longest track. The longest track. We've, we've talked a lot of long tracks on this album already. This is the longest. This one's ten minutes and fourteen seconds long, and uh, it starts with kind of the typical banjo stuff. But there's this low ambient droning noise that kind of gives it more mysterious vibes, kind of like what you picked up on in Sleepy Lake Bike Club. I didn't pick up on, uh, at least when I was writing my notes, but I definitely pick up on it here. So maybe it's a, just the the vibe of Sleepy Lake. Yeah, kind of has this ominous droning to it, <laughs> and uh, this one does pr- progress a fair amount. But I still feel like the solo banjo thing kind of doesn't work for me for for this long of a track. Yeah, like, and I hate to say it because I fucking love banjo, but it's I was just... really worried that I was going to be upsetting you by saying these things about the the solo banjo kind of just being a bit much for this extended duration. So I'm I'm relieved to hear that you feel at least something similar. Yeah, and it's because, like I said, the first time I listened to this album, I was raking uh, raking leaves. I was doing something that I wasn't necessarily paying attention to this album, like right. full focus the whole time. So whenever I came back and put my full focus on it, I was like, "Oh, yeah, like 
It's this album, going. <laughs> yeah, this album could have been like half the songs on this album could have been about half as long. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is, man. This song, like I do like uh, this song, how it gets kind of spooky for a couple of minutes around like the five minute mark, mm-hmm. but then it kind of starts to go back. Like there's just parts where I wish it was like, you could have cut like three minutes out of the song, like in the Easily. last song. And it would have been, it would have been better for it. I think so. But, I agree. I'm glad we're on the same page with this. This was a good experience. I again, I I like the sounds on this album. I don't have any real issue with the music itself, other than the the tracks were a bit long. Yeah, so. yeah, same here. So good on you, Nathan Bowles. Maybe I'll check out some of your other your your other drone drone music work or or other band stuff. But it was it was, it was overall positive experience. Yeah, I think for I, I definitely want to check out his. I'm going to check out his other kind of bluegrassy, folksy band, but definitely Pelt, that that drone band. That's a good band name. (laughs) Yeah, it is. They coined it in 93, though, so it's been been taken for a while, which blew my mind. I was like... It's almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's 30. 30. I can laugh. What the fuck, dude? That's insane. What are we listening to next week, Jeremy? Next week. Before we get too old. (laughs) Next week, we're doing uh, an album by Amadou and Mariam called Welcome to Mali. Um, I have very little exposure to Amadou and Mariam, and I'll I'll go into that next week as far as how I came upon them. Um, But yeah, so I I don't really know what to expect. I mean, obviously, it's called Welcome to Mali. They're from Mali, which is like West Africa stuff. So it's going to be more more world music, which I'm. If you haven't figured out by now, I'm kind of into exploring world music because we we've done a few foreign albums, and I'm kind of I'm I'm intrigued by it by listening to non Western music. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be doing that. Come back next week. Let us know what you thought of this episode of this album of Nansamond Nathan Bowles. If you're listening, tell us that we're wrong for thinking you should shorten your tracks. <laughs> yeah. I, I know you have a reason I mean it, it's what the art is you put it out for the reason but you know it's a little long winded sometimes man just a little you know just a little. anyways stay in our feedback loop bye bye